0: Another episode of Francis and Friends. You know who it is. Uh Coach Francis here. What's going on? And today, man, today, man, we got another uh very, very important, very uh legend, man. Like if you if you know Toronto hoops, if you know hoops in Canada in general, man, you know we got a legend here.
1: We got Mike Bongo here. How you doing, brother? Man, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you, coach, for having me on this podcast and uh, everyone back home. It's good to, you know, um, share a little bit of my story and uh, hopefully it's helping the next. And um, obviously we have a lot of talent coming out of our country. Sure. And, you know, I'm excited just to be a big part of it and continue this wave that's growing. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, no, for sure, man. For sure. I mean, um, but yeah, let's, let's just jump into it, man. For those that don't know, I mean, we're going to get into the, the whole story and stuff, but for those that don't know, you're a rapper, as well
1: as
0: a, as well as a pro ball player. So I, I seen a I seen a post on uh, IG a few, a few days ago saying uh, Mount Rushmore of rap, and it had Big, it had Tupac, and it had Jay, and then there was a blank. So right. if you were to do your Mount Rushmore of rap, right? Who would your Mount Rushmore of rap be?
1: Um, you know, definitely Hove is number one. Um, sure, you know, diary music. Yeah. Um, You know, I, I'm a big whole fan. Then I'm gonna go, Yay, um, okay. just because he's a he's a he's a monster. He's yeah. never made the same album, and he's just musically. You know, he's gonna grow. Yeah. Uh, also, you got to put Pac in there and Biggie. I put them together. You know,
0: together. Okay, yeah, you yeah.
1: Know. yeah. You, know, you know how that goes. So you got to yeah. slide them in that slot together. For sure, For, you know? sure. for hip hop, it's you know, it's cemented. You, know, you can't yeah. take that away from them. And then I'll go number four, Drizzy Drake. Definitely. Yeah, Drake
0: in for, and, and for
1: sure. Come on. What he's done in music is, come on. You can't take that away from him as well. And then yeah. number five is Lil Wayne. You know, Lil Wayne. He's is, put a lot of people on. Yeah, Lil Wayne. Come on. Who doesn't know all those, you know, mixtapes with DJ, DJ yeah. drama back in the day? We sure. were all playing, you know, going to AU trips. Come in, on, yeah, yeah. Lil Cannon, Wayne. That Cannon guy. was my joint for sure. <laughs> you know, it's crazy so on my face. I used to have Lollipop as my song. Because, you know, in MySpace back in the day, you could have a song. Lil Wayne was that yeah, yeah. song. You know? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Song, right.
0: so. can- yeah. Cannon was my joint back in the day. That, Cannon, that, go crazy. When yeah, that hit, it was. it was like, all right, this is a, another beast, man. Okay, so we got your Mount Rushmore of rap. But we also know you're a hooper. What's your Mount Rushmore of
1: hoops? Oof. What you got, man? All right, well, you know, I can always go. I'm going to give you, two. you know, two sides. One from the city and then okay. one from... I think that that needs to start taking place. So we sure, start having history because we have a lot of history in Canadian basketball that is not yeah. get recognized. And you go to America, and these guys are recognized. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, at here, top 75. Yeah. Why are we not doing that for a place that is producing not only I say the second most NBA players outside here, of the yeah yeah, yeah yeah sure. So we need to be doing That's that. Number one. Yeah, right there. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. So all right, my top five uh, in the league, um, current or, or all time. You can go uh, all time, all time. Number one for sure is Jordan. Come on, you can't that like come on, you know. Some yeah, of yeah, these guys yeah, yeah. deserve to be on the list because yeah, we know, but number one, it's him. Okay. Uh, number two, definitely, it's going to be Bron. Um, okay. for sure. Number three, um, phew, this is tough, but you got to put this is mine's, yeah, yeah, it's yours. I'll put upper code code 3 um number 4 you got you got to have Shaq cuz Shaq was too dominant and I remember why you can't shop Shaq so Shaq and, and number 5 cuz this is my time too you know obviously yeah. I know there's the great point guard staff and all of them mm-hmm. you know you can put Isaiah Thomas you could put um, she could put Larry Bird, you could put Kareem. That's the time that I didn't get to see. I, I didn't I, watch that either, yeah. You know, I, w- I went and watched full Jordan games, so yeah, I could yeah. say Jordan was that guy, yeah. You know, most of these guys don't have full games out there, so I can really <laughs> assess, you know, I'm a film yeah. junkie. Uh, and then number five, I'll go AI just because of who you know, I love who, it, what culture, you know, culture. what he yeah, yeah, put the culture. Yeah. You feel me? He was monumental in my career. I wear the sleeves because of him, you know, what I uh,
0: mean, yeah. I was gonna you know say, I mean,
1: like,
0: like yeah. I came up. Trying to have my hair braided, right. I couldn't. Back then, you couldn't really find the sleeves because because the sleeves were like, those were like looked at as like um like injury <laughs> stuff. Like you, you were yeah, yeah, injured, yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You had to get the the, the sock. sock. You had to cut, cut the sock. My, yeah. yeah, I noticed I'm from <laughs> the, the way. Yeah, get the yeah, sock, yeah. Cut it with the scissors, and you got <laughs> yeah. the, the sleeve. So yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. And, in my and then my top five in the city, or I would say in Canada basketball history. Canada? Um, I would say you know number one. For me, obviously is Denim Brown. Um, you know yeah. what Denim Brown means to Canada basketball is everything. You know what I mean? That's the first I say I would say the pioneer for real, if we're being real. Um, just for what he meant for me personally. Yeah, number yeah, two, sure. you gotta go with Steve Nash, of course. You know what I'm saying? Definitely throw Steve Nash in there. Number three, Jamal McGlure, for sure, for what he's okay. done for the city. Big cat is definitely, you know, someone that is a legend. Yeah, uh, yeah. Number four is Junior Kadugan, hands all down. Right. And then number five is me. I I, I read it. I rate done. It. I, yeah.
0: I, I definitely read it. I remember seeing uh, I remember seeing Junior in in in, in the Slam Mag. I'm like, this guy is cemented. Yeah. Old one the Slam Slam Mag. I'm like, all right, they're cemented, man. There's there's nothing No one can tell me about them. They're they're yeah. cemented, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So kind of we'll we we'll kind of start at the beginning a little bit being a kid from Blake Street. What was that beginning like for you, man? Growing up on Blake Street, hooping, like what got you into hoops on Blake Street, you know?
1: Well, I, you know, I got lucky to, you know, first I lived in Bleecker. Some people don't know that. So right. my family, first when we moved to the city, I was in Bleecker. So, you know, it was around winter time. I remember I moved to Canada, so it was too cold to be playing <laughs> soccer we were Soccer, people. So, okay, you yeah. know, okay. that's my first love. You know, soccer is my first love, you know, my first true sport that I, I really had a passion for, you know? And then, you know, all my friends in the neighborhood were hooping. So then it was like, damn, I suck. I was trash, you know. But I would always go to the community center every Friday, Harborfront. You know, and if you know about the harbor front yeah, runs, yeah. I'd go watch the older heads that are from my hood, you know what I'm saying? Go down there and play or the Jane and Finch tournaments. I would always just be around basketball. Always, you know. And I had great, I would say legends in my neighborhood that I saw hoop. Some of the I would say the most talented ever, still to this day, you know, Alex Penyon. Um, my mm-hmm. brothers my older brothers were nice you know what i mean and seeing just mm-hmm. guys from the neighborhood that were cold and kempton howard obviously someone that passed away First that showed me, yeah, yeah you, know, you know what i mean that showed me my, my way guy. yeah you know showed me my way with uh, just the poise of the game changing pace yeah. and just being a point guard getting everyone involved but still scoring just little things that i learned from there that just took my game to the next level because once I met Coach Roy Russell and started playing for Grassroots Canada, mm-hmm. you know, by then I think everyone in the city knew. Like, all right, Level there's up. an eighth grader on the east side of the city that's making noise. And then you know, I got to play with the older guys, and you know, that's history. kind of just kind of flashing back a
0: little bit, like Kempton, like being a being a dude who came from, like I grew up in Galloway, so in Scarborough, so like that's right. on the other right. like Scarborough and Blake Street, like it's all right. like you know other ends mm-hmm. of the city, but Kempton came from those ends, came down to Galloway. And he showed love to everybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So from from day one, he's somebody who I I I always rock with. So rest mm-hmm. in peace to him, for sure. Yeah. For sure. yeah right. Um, all right. So kind of jumping from there, making some runs, you kind of getting on with roll a little bit. And then you kind of start a little, you start your career a little bit in high school at Eastern.
1: Right. And you right.
0: Eastern, kind right. of St. Benedict's, and then you kind of go on that kind of little high school run a little bit. Talk about mm-hmm. your high school. Talk about that run from going from and playing with Tristan. Um, what was that journey like for you?
1: Uh, well, what, what I want people to know is, like, winning was always the main important thing for me because I saw it firsthand when I got to Eastern. If you know about yeah. Eastern Commerce, yeah, yeah. they never lost, ever. Yeah. And if they did, it was like if Twitter and all that existed and Instagram, you'd be shocked you know? because they were beating teams by 30, 40 that mm-hmm. everyone I mean, claimed
0: <laughs> I remember seeing like because like, I went to West Hill, so during right. the West Hill battles were always right, and then Oak Court was up in there. Like that's when the city was like it was right. crazy, city was crazy. Right.
1: Pickering like, High, you know, yeah. Pickering Ice had a good Emory, had a good Emory, squad, Emory, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, these are the uh, I was a win school by Bathurst, Central Tech had a, a, a competing team at em- times, you know what I mean. Empty. MT, yeah, MT MT's always had a little yeah. squad that could compete, you know? Yeah, so these yeah. are things that I, I would just say that um, you know, I I went and I saw what it looked like to win. Roy Rand is one of the best coaches, not only in Canada, but around the world. You Bro, know what yeah. I mean? He's now coaching with uh, Egypt, who I just saw not too long ago. And you could just see the greatness that was in that program. So I got I got to see firsthand what what went into winning, um, you know, being consistent with hard work. You know, they were, that was my first tour day was at Eastern. You know, we'd wake right. up at six, come for <laughs> the clock runs or waits with whatever. Yeah. And after school, you know what that it is. You're in that small, hot gym. No corner in. three. No corner three. You know, you <laughs> can't even step on the corner. If you're yeah. trapped you know the traps they used to do, the one-two-two yeah. press. Yeah. You get yeah. you in that corner, it's, it's over Done. for you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, now nah, I just learned what winning was from there. And then I didn't finish, obviously, I went to – to St. Benedict's Prep in New Jersey. And then I really got to see what winning meant on another level. You know, this yeah. was um one of the best high schools, not only in the whole world, you know, damn near yeah. producing um the best players in the tri-state area. Um, some of them some people that you guys don't know or you do know J.R. Smith, the Ronaldo yeah. um, the Tristans, the Mees, the so Isaiah Briscoes. There's a lot of people that a lot came through there. Guys here. came through there, yeah. Yeah. So um, you know, I got to see winning, probably lost four games in my high school career, which was amazing because you know, that's what I want people to know, like all I cared about, how I got up mm-hmm. in the rankings, how my name ever even got into place and, and, and mentions was because of winning. And I think a lot of young players need to know that, you know, winning takes care of everything. You know, no, nobody cared if I scored twenty three, twenty four. Could I do it on a nightly basis? Yeah, but I didn't have to. I knew I had guys in the wing that were better. And that's what players need to understand it's personnel. If you really want to play this game at a high level. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to think the game. The game is not just, the, OK, I'm shooting threes and hoisting them every time I get the ball. No, it's knowing time and score, knowing what's happening every possession. So that's what I just want to know. I uh, tell kids, you know, that's what made my high school career propel and get to the level where I was the number yeah. one point guard in my class. It's because yeah. guess what I'm a yeah. winner. You place any four guys. I think I have a chance to go in any building um, and, and get a dub. Period. Yeah. So talk about high school. And now you got
0: that infamous summer
1: right.
0: with the uh, Vegas sixty four shootout right. with that grassroots roster.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A lot of people don't like. Without that's probably one of the best AU teams in Canadian history. You know, you got your not just
1: Canadian history, AU history, AAU history. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. not Canada. Like, yeah, well, yeah, we yeah. did
0: for sure, for sure. <laughs> that, yeah, for
1: sure. That's that's just history, not just yeah, Canada. For you sure, feel Where, like y'all
0: played uh, <laughs> Oakland soldiers. Yeah, and on your team, y'all had you, Tristan, Dwight who's in the league, Junior, Jason Kalise uh Alwyn was on that team. Y'all had Rob uh Joseph. Rob got Gag- Corey Joseph. Yeah, are you quarters on that team? Catholic. Yeah, yeah, Brady was on the team. Yeah, that, that team was stacked, man. Talk to me about that uh that summer and then that summer leading up to that the big tournament and then that tournament.
1: Well, I like I just feel like, you know, like everyone, we were kind of buzzing, you know, we were always going like to the final four at Pittsburgh, yeah. the pit jam. So we were always getting close, but not getting there, you know, because like at the same time, you gotta we were not intimidated, you know, and yeah. we had to gain our respect. And that's how it just goes with basketball, period. You know, when you first get in anywhere, high school freshman, you're not going to get no calls. So we're no. that Canadian team where we're coming over here. We're not mm-hmm. getting calls, you know. They're giving us the the, the horrible nine a.m. games after we had to ride, you know, that sixteen hour yeah, ride. No that drive is crazy, yeah, but, yeah. You know, they were giving us the worst of the worst, and we, you know, we we just mentally got to a point where we felt like we felt disrespected first of all, and we yeah. just felt that we were better than everybody else because we really put in the work. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So when we just put to in that tournament, um, our team was just stacked. We had two starting fives. You know, think crazy. about it, you know what I mean. Like, Junior starting, I'm his backup, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, and yeah, Corey yeah. starting named Brady Heslip, the best shooter I think, really, in yeah, ever, crazy, ever shooting that crazy. didn't mean to, to the show. Yeah, it's Brady Heslip, you, if know, you don't by, know.
0: If you don't know, <laughs> if you don't know him, you gotta look up his YouTube videos, <laughs> like that, that was automatic assist, like you know? that. Yeah,
1: like, like, this open, it's going in, yeah. And period. Then, you know, we had, you know, like I said, our bigs were all pros, you know what I mean, and the fact that we just went there with that mindset, okay, we were always getting close. We're sick of getting disrespected and, you know, we're going to prove a point. And then, you know, we made history and became the first team, I guess, you know, to, to win, you know, such a big Uh, tournament. Big tournament. Yeah. Big, big tournament. Uh, That
0: that tournament kind of set the precedent for like teams going down there following because before that Mm -hmm. um, everyone thought Canadians lived in igloos. Right. (laughs) We thought that Canada had any black, uh, black people in Canada. So it was just like the, the culture shifted. And like one of the first people who I seen to, to shift that kind of culture was like guys like Javon Shepherd,
1: mm-hmm. who's like my
0: OG, you know, mm-hmm. Denham.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um all, all those guys kind of shifted that culture to say, oh no, like Canada really has some talent. And for you guys mm-hmm. to go down there to a major, major AAU tournament, probably at that time probably the biggest tournament in in mm-hmm. in in the, in the AAU circuit, and y'all go down there and win against, which is pretty much a routine, really good team with Oakland soldiers. Like they always have pretty good uh program, a good program, a good team. So you guys go out there and win against them in, in, in that field. Um historic, you know, you know what I mean? So you kind of go from funny, the-
1: I'll you a funny story about that team. What was that? Yeah. That I think that people kind of need to like get the gist of what we were. Um we we played Derek um Rose All-Stars, you know, at the time, if you know the team was, you know, the real deal. Uh, mind you, we played a game, I think, because, you know, I was playing 16s and 18s. So, yeah. you know, you're going from gym to gym to gym. So we didn't have our full team because they set us up with a bad game. So we didn't get the stretch. So we get to the gym. They're already warmed up. You know how it goes. Two minutes on the clock. They're saying they're going to forfeit if we don't play. No problem. We get on the court. Mind you, first, I would say first court, first half, if it was. We got by 40. And we throwing, I'm throwing the ball at the glass. We throwing, tray. we're going, hey, you know how it is. One of them yeah, blow out, yeah. yeah. and then the coach, Derek's brother, he threw the chair on the floor. He said, "I mean, we got the team off the, the court." You yeah. know, that's what we were doing. The teams, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We played Kawhi, uh, Kawhi's team with Clay Thompson. And we psh, threw them out by 20. Like these are guys that I'm telling you guys were great. and not only you got to understand how great this team was. We were coached well. Not only that, we played for each other, and we were not scared of nobody. I could still say that that squad, you know, will, would be in the top 10 of all time, A-U for teams of all Dogs. time, yeah. when you think of it, you know, for, yeah. for what was, what Dogs. we did at the
0: conference. Yeah, sure. For sure. So you so you kind of that's your that's your that's the kind of rap of your high school. You capped it off with that kind of Vegas tournament. Right. And then you kind of you're, as you said, number one point guard in your class. Um, and then you kind of start your recruitment process. Mm-hmm. uh What was that process like for you, man? Like, like going through that process?
1: uh Like I said, uh, it, it, it was easy for me. I always knew that I right. wanted to play uh, with T and play with CJ. Uh, that's something that we've always spoken about. So wherever they were going, I was going at the time. But I also had strong ties with Duke and Kentucky. Um, you know, me and Mike Gilchrist relationship is like this, like brothers, and Anthony Davis. And then I had a strong relationship with Austin Rivers. So we wanted to play at Duke together, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, the relationship I have with Coach Barnes still to this day, I can call him and we speak basketball, speak life. That goes beyond the court. You know, that's what basketball can can do for you. You know, it can make you have relationships where it goes beyond the game? And I got lucky to have that in that coach and that program because a lot of people don't have that. You know, you can ask people, ask around. It's a shady kind of business at times where after you're yeah. done, we thank you. You're just a number. Goodbye. Next. Good, yeah. And I'm, I'm grateful that I had a program that embraces me like, like one of their own. And um, that's why it was an easy decision for me to go to Texas and, you know, do what I did. That's, that's crazy. That's dope. So you, you kind of mentioned you had a relationship with
0: Duke, yeah. Kentucky, and Texas. Was that your final three?
1: Yeah, it's my final three. Final my final three. three. Yeah, my final three. Okay, Funny, okay. North Carolina kind of came strong at the end, but um and Kansas but you know I just like I said like Texas mm-hmm. you know, history we had there of point guards the DJ Augustins the TJ Fords yeah, yeah. uh the Avery Bradleys the psh, the list can go on and on Booby Gibson you know yeah, with, yeah, guards. He, I mean the guards that we had yeah, Brown, you know it can go on and on so I just want to be part of a rich tradition okay so
0: what so first time you kind of uh had that 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 that, that, that uh talk that kind of Back and forth with coach at Texas. Did you know right away that you, that you, that you that you were kind of you were already locked into Texas? Like, did you already like like you said you were following Corey, you were following Tristan, you, you kind of had had the talk already. But when you had that talk with coach at Texas, were you already like, yeah, I'm in, just.
1: Get me here. Uh, it was not so much so following. I would say we had a plan to go win a championship together. Period. Okay. That was the main thing. You know, back in the day, it was more so about winning, you know? Winning. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we were like, yo, wherever we go, we're going to win. That's what we just felt like. We just felt like, all right, us here on the court, like, we feel like we can beat anybody, you anybody. know, and yeah. it, and, and tonight. So that's what it boiled down to. But at the end of the day, for me, it was like, all right, yeah, I wanted to be with them. But the relationship that I had with the coaches, you know, it just went nice. beyond. It goes beyond the game, you know. They call my mom, still to this day, check on her. This is real-life stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. that, like, goes beyond basketball. You You know, know? it's something that's going to stop, but, like, yeah, you know, that they have still to this day like family.
0: So you, Corey, Tristan, you guys have kind of been locked at the hip for years, you know, coming through high school ball, AAU ball, um, college, even pro stuff, like, what is one thing about both of them, about their game that many people don't understand or like? They they don't give them credit for. So like you know, you guys are all winners. Corey Corey got a ship. Tristan got a ship. What's something about their game that like meant that people just don't understand or, or don't don't give them credit for?
1: uh it's just the team play. Um, it's just getting lost in today's game. I think you inter- you know you put those t- guys in any team and interject them they're going to make winning plays and be a part of a winning club. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. it's just little things that go into winning. Those are guys that you want to glue in your team. If you want to win a championship, you know what I mean? So that's what I just mm-hmm. think that's the undervalue. Um, but it's valued at, the, at, at a high rate. It's guys that you can plug in and, and just help winning, you know, when it comes to basketball.
0: Yeah, for sure. Because you look at both those guys, both those guys have our NBA vets to go from where y'all came from, from the city Playing in AAU tournaments, whatever, whatever, and now they're established NBA vets, you know, who have that pedigree behind them of, of ships now stuff. So, um, fast forward, you know, you kind of have your career at Texas. Fast forward, now you're kind of going through the combine process. What was that combine process like for you coming out of
1: Texas? It's a grind. Uh, you have to be mentally, physically prepared um I was really ready I put the work in you know I was not scared of the grind you know I had probably worked out to 23 teams which is tough because you know one day you'll be in Utah Utah you go to LA LA you're in Chicago and it's like you're in four or five different time zones in a week and then you have the weekend off and then you got to go back again on Monday in four different states you know but you know if you love the game which I do Mm-hmm, didn't phase mm-hmm. me. You know, if I see a gym, a gym doesn't matter if it's 5, 12, twelve, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to hoop and lace him up. So for me, it was a fun experience just to get to know the front offices and personnel around the NBA. Cause mm-hmm. he's a face that I see now everywhere I go to play. So it's kind of cool, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I've, yeah. I've been through that process. And yeah, of course it didn't work out the way I wanted to, but at the end of the day, there's always a silver lining to things because to be with mm-hmm. the San Antonio Spurs right after going undrafted throughout that whole process. was a blessing in disguise because i learned how to really be a professional from timmy from uh manu and um tp you know it was it and then Kawhi and corey being there was my brother you know it was very easy transition for me because it was a tough period it was not easy you know when you know you're supposed to be somewhere but guess what Mm -hmm. you're 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 you're, you get dealt a different card and hands of Mm -hmm. cards. how you gonna deal with it i Mm -hmm. said no i don't i don't fall on my back i just keep going i keep grinding so that's no testament of what i came up from from how I was as a kid, you know, it's yeah. just the grind, the work will take care of itself. And you know, and you know, I'm grateful for a nine year overseas career where I never crazy. thought would I would see around the world about mm-hmm. three times now, you know, which I'm very grateful and I'm blessed for. Yeah, no, kind
0: of that's crazy. Like speaking about um, overseas, like you were playing in Africa, basketball, right. Africa League, you were out there and you're out there grinding, you know, putting in work, and then uh jermaine cole comes out there what was what when you heard the news that j cole was was coming out there what was your reaction to that did you feel like okay well whatever is it just another guy or were you like nah like it's kind of disrespectful like this is something that i put my heart into i grind and then this guy comes in or were you excited like what was your reaction to initially hearing that
1: Uh, Knowing him personally, for me, I've known the grind that he's put in, um, him and Ibrahim, his his manager. They Mm -hmm. love basketball and they know the game, you know, probably more than 99.9% of people out there that had to talk. So Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, if you know basketball, you know, these guys are, you know, real basketball heads, real hoopers. They really have done this. Um, He's someone that's been putting in the work and the hours he came in there to help his team. And for me, at the end of the day, I just respect someone that can put in the work, you know, and want to learn because, you know, that's all it is. You know, at the end of the day, it's someone that was passionate about something, had an opportunity that was placed in front of him, and he seized it just like everyone else would around the world. You know, this is a mm-hmm. child, dream, dream of his. Why not do it, you know? And that's why I just feel like it's kind of, you know, it's weird that people felt a way about it. I feel, mm-hmm. like it's kinda, yeah. I feel like it was cool, you know? I feel like he only bought more publicity to the league, more sure. people are talking about the league. There was nothing but great things that came out of it, so... Yeah, it was dope to see him there, you know, just like us. He bleeds like us. He breathes like us. So he got the hoop like us. And it was cool to have someone of that stature there. There, yeah, for sure. Like, he – and then you've you seen the uh, the
0: impact that just having someone of that stature in the gym, on the roster there, you know. Like, you watch the Scarborough Shooting Stars stuff that happened this summer. Like, tickets were crazy, you know, just to come and just get, just get a glimpse of him. So that put – other players on that roster, like in the, in, in in the forefront, you know, everybody's watching that. Um, so I seen, I seen another thing, IG saying that, uh, um, after J Cole left, you became the the best rapper in the league (laughs) in the BAL. Um, talk to me about managing your hoops and your music. Like, is that something that comes together? Is that something that like, like, you gotta you gotta put time out for it like what's that process like for you with your hoops
1: and your music I have a lot of different interests those are just some of the ones that i definitely put out there for people to know mm-hmm. but I have a lot of downtime with basketball you know <laughs> definitely like you know once it's a job you're in the gym probably from nine to 11 or so then I have a long period probably till five and then to seven. So there's times where I can, you know, have to myself and it's when I, you know, jot down my thoughts and my lyrics or, you know, tap into the different arts that I'm into. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's just how it comes or those long flights or long bus ride trips on the road. Um, So that's how it all comes about. You know, the music, it just comes seamlessly. It flows naturally. It's not forced. You know, it's just something that comes from, you know, that I feel like, all right, you know, these are some of the things and experiences that I had. And I feel like music is an outlet for whatever you're going through. Someone else may be going through and they can relate to you. And that's what I feel like I make my music for. You feel me? The relatability of it um, to show like, yeah, you can you could overcome whatever from where I came from. At the end of the day, I was born in Africa for real. I'm never supposed to make it this far. So I'm a testament of just knowing, you know, how you put the hard work in, treat people the right way, treat people how you want to be treated, you know, and people will respect it off of the, the grind that you put in. And, you know, the work will always show. So that's what I believe in.
0: Period. No, that's something that's that a lot of people kind of with with society now. Like everything is like a mic. Everyone looks at the society now is like a microwave. Like everyone needs it now. Everyone wants to you know get the the quick fix or the um or the easy route, you know. And for and for guys like you who have been grinding for years now, you know, like the work always shows, you know, for yeah. real. Um. So kind of. This is kind of the end, almost end of the interview, but um, quick questions for you. Who was your toughest matchup at the guard spot?
1: Uh, toughest matchup at the guard spot? It's a couple of people. Uh, I mean, I, I had to say Corey Joseph was the toughest one at first when I seen him in the eighth, seventh grade at the SH gym in the east side of Toronto. Um, and Ashton Con, him and Ashton Khan, tough for the Scarborough oh, Blues, okay. you know. Yeah. Um, so respect to them. Then I would say um, Joe Jackson, um, a guy from Memphis who was a cold-blooded killer, man. Short <laughs> guard, could score, jump, bounce. Then I would say Tariq Evans. Um, he was a freshman, big guard, big guard, yeah. but really uh, can handle the ball, shoot over you, plays at a great pace. Um, he was tough. And then um, I would say Ty Lawson, you know, the speed. once you got lead. Yeah, the yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You just see the pace that he played I was kind of tough. You know, I'm fast. And I got to see that. So I say that manager nobly for sure. One-on-one impact. He's tough. Yeah. Very. you can't time him. As a defender, you got to time people, you know? Like, all right, he has this rhythm. He likes you. just have no idea what he's going to do. <laughs> like, bro, what did you just do? You know? So, <laughs> definitely one of the definitely toughest guards.
0: Cool, cool. Okay, okay. All right. Um, Top five album of all time.
1: Oh, we. Putting you on right now. All right. Well, number one is the black, the black album, just because of what it got me. You know, that was one of the best albums I feel like at the time. Got me through a moment. You know, definitely. Um, Number two, um, college dropout. Yeah, that's Uh, yeah, that's number two. Number three. Hmm. Hmm. Get rich or die trying, for real. Yep. I got Get rich or die trying, number three. That's a
0: legendary <laughs> album, man. <It> sk- <laughs> it skips, like, man. No. Yeah, yeah.
1: No skips, you press play. So you know, definitely that's number three. Number four. Ooh, this is a tough one, but I think I have to put it in there, just because of what it did to hip hop. Mm-hmm. The Carter Three.
0: Okay.
1: Carter Three. What it did was crazy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just it just shifted things, mm-hmm. and the money. This is for our time too, guys. Like yeah, if of course. If hip hop, then it'll be a different list. Yeah, know? yeah. All the ill and stuff. This is just the personal yeah. top yeah, five. You know, <laughs> so people don't kill me. So definitely, <laughs> I put that, you know I put that in there, and then I will put my number five, Born Sinner, Born Sinner Crazy, Born Sinner Go Crazy. Just the yeah, but I mean, just with the man, it's just a different. I'm spiritual. I yeah. believe in God. So like just i i mean damn kendrick's too. i could put good kid number five actually yeah actually section 80 might be better for me so i put section 80 and number five K okay. Dot, okay. and then i'll put cole and him together but
0: yeah like you, you gotta got do man the one thing that i always said like I, I i i love me some kendrick i love me some j cole i'm still bitter they didn't put out that project that they were working on i'm still so bitter they didn't put out they didn't put <laughs> it out man
1: you know the logistics I and mean, Yeah, you know, I know, man. You but know, like, you got to get clearances, you know. They dropped the
0: two tracks. I'm like, this is going to be the best album of all time.
1: You know how it go with paper, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. in the stash. But yeah, you know me, I got something in the stash for sure. That's going to yeah. be, be, be something pretty cool. You know, yeah. definitely hip hop is alive. My new album's out right now. Yeah, yeah. If you guys haven't heard it, make sure you go listen to it. Just bringing back that sound. Um, you know what I mean? Just because I feel like everyone's definitely on a different sure, um, Yeah. to sit down and really listen to the words, you know, if you listen mm-hmm. to the words, then I think people would be like, all right, he really talking. So, you really, yeah, um, really know. know what I mean? But definitely, you know, be on the lookout for some special coming, coming real soon and you can use it for your podcast for sure, you know, for sure for, sure, for sure, for the city. For sure. So just know for I got sure. like a little surprise for the city coming
0: out soon. Oh, nope nope. All right. We got two more coming up. Two more. All right. Uh five
1: dinner guests, dead or alive. Okay, five. Number one, um, Muhammad Ali. Well, Jesus Christ for sure. Okay. I mean, why not? Who wouldn't? Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to meet yeah, the yeah. Man. number two. I say Muhammad Ali. Number three, Michael Jackson. Number four, Elon Musk. No, 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 no. Yay. I'll take Yay. Yay,
0: yay. over
1: yeah. there for sure. Yeah, yay. Number five, um buddy name. I just had it in my mind too. Mm. Obama.
0: Obama. Okay. No, that's actually
1: actually Justin, I'll Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. Or I take that back. Justin Trudeau. That guy. Hey, hey come on, man. Hey. Who you doing back home? What's going on? <laughs> he need to have. On. Yeah. yeah. You know what? A real conversation. I need to down and talk with that guy because what's going on, man? What's yeah. going on? Airports, how do you want to fly in the city? You got yeah, people sleeping yeah, yeah. on Pearson Air Force floors with their kids. Come on, bro. Yeah. Gas prices out of this world. Crazy. Bro, come on, Gas man. Gas prices are crazy. I come on. Man. Let's like, it's, it's, right, man. It's crazy. Yeah, it's. I mean, so I'm going to sit down with him and have a talk with <laughs> Lash, You know what I'm saying? Tell him. Yeah, before. yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. And
0: the last one I got for you, man. You plus any four. You pull up to the blacktop, you plus any four. Oh that you've played with before in your career, any okay. four,
1: who's your, who, who's your five, man? All right. At uh, The one, me, two, Courtney Fells, who's an amazing, crazy, <laughs> crazy. At the yeah. three, KD. At the four, Dwight Powell. No, at the five, Dwight Powell. I'll take five. Uh, he's going to hustle hard. He's going to play hard, too. You don't care. He don't yeah. care. So yeah. I need that. <laughs> I need that Yeah, and at the number four spot oof no, actually yeah, I'm gonna move that around Katie's at the four at the four, I uh, yeah, four. yeah yeah, Dwight the, the could be the five my three is who my three is actually Luke is gonna be my three cause he could that's be crazy. at. The, yeah he could be on the wing making things happen Courtney yeah. Fells too me at the one that's my spot Man, that's, that's, yeah. that's
0: that's nutty like <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah you got GM, it's fun you know <laughs> 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 that's that's-, that's <laughs> you, have- you-, you got KD at the four, and, and you
1: know the white all-, all-, all you're gonna do is just hustle. Rebound, play hard, you know, yeah. defend the screens, call screens during pick up. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, bro. We yeah, ain't yeah. trying to lose, and you, yeah. you already know it. Lee le- le- L- <laughs> yep. Demon. Yeah, you're demon. Yeah, yeah.
0: Crazy, what? crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, this is about the end of the, the podcast. Yeah. I want to say I-, I appreciate you, man, for jumping on, taking the time out, chop it up with me. Um, you know, you are a legend in Canada. For those that don't know, you guys go out and look at and, and look up the story, you know, a legend, you, your family, what your
1: family's doing. Um, legend man so i man, definitely like i said bro that anything for you and your podcast anything you need when i'm in the city i appreciate this uh, i'm definitely thankful for, for for you you know for having the time to share some of my story and that's all i've been trying to do you know is just represent toronto at a high standard whenever i'm away whenever i'm back home and canada as a whole um because mm-hmm. it's not just toronto i'm representing i know i gotta represent the whole country you know we had to be up uh, put on the map so i'm yeah, still yeah. going i'm still grinding um, like I said, bro, I'll be back in the city. Look out for tickets. I'll be making doing a show possibly at some soon. So look out for that. August 14th, I believe, Dundas Square. Look around. Um, yeah, I'll be giving out more information on that. But yeah, yes, you know sir, it's yes, love sir.
0: always. Yes, sir. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Francis and Friends. We sir. appreciate you. We are out, man.